right, hello, welcome to the Artificially Intelligent Podcast, where a white, uh, honky, American, pale-faced cracker comedian in Iowa speaks with his black African-American person of color musician friend in Philadelphia. That's uh, Barrett Antar Goodwin right there. Actually, I should go like this because it's always opposite of what I am. Oh, and I'm Nathan Timmel. I didn't I didn't say that. So uh, Nathan Timmel, Barrett Antar Goodwin. And then uh, living in a fishbowl of pee is comedian Larry Smith having camera issues, huh? I, it's wonderful. I love technology. It's it's brilliant. <laughs> and uh, yes, I, this is apparently my my jaundice has just taken over the entire room. So, you know, <laughs> maybe it's time to see a doctor. I wish I could make a joke, but I'm thinking like I, I was going to say, oh, eat a lime, but that's scurvy. I don't I don't know how you cure <laughs> jaundice. So otherwise I, I would have made a jaundice comment. <laughs> drink drink less i don't know i, I, oh. I i'm i'm not a doctor it's a liver thing drink more water yeah well i've got my i because the last time we spoke you were drinking alcohol yes i had a whiskey and i i felt bad because you were drinking out of a tub of water it wasn't even a it wasn't that that's a jug you had you had a tub of water you gotta stay hydrated i do yeah. i put ice in my whiskey yeah <laughs> well, we are going to open tonight, um, and then this is something Barrett and I have talked about. This is something you and I oh. talked about last, uh, when, when we spoke on your program, uh, Larry, um, but we're going to open with an apology from me, and uh, you don't want one, and I'm pretty sure you don't care, but I'm going to do it anyway, because when you uh, had me on your program, you... You, you told a very nice story about me. You, you were very complimentary. And I did that thing. And this is what we can talk about that I always do, which is interrupt, make wise cracks, like, ah, ha, 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 you know, like self uh, uh, deprecating humor. And um, yeah, it's, it's all good in the moment. And then when I listened back, I was literally cringing. I'm like, <laughs> he's trying to be so nice and I'm just being a dick. And then to cap it off, I was listening to a podcast with Jeff Daniels, the actor on it. And at the end of that podcast, they just said, hey, thanks for coming. So much. You, I just really appreciate you. You're a fantastic actor. You're one of my heroes. And Jeff just went, oh, man, thanks. And he, it didn't sound like arrogance or like the thing that always gets in my head is like, if I'm hearing a compliment, if I like that compliment, then I'm an arrogant dick. So I quick try and undercut it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I apologize for undercutting. I mean, you were trying to have a genuine moment with me. And I was just being a dick, not to be a dick, but to, to, it, to harm myself. And it really did harm me. Like I listened to that and I'm like, wow, anybody that doesn't know me listens to this. They're just going to think what a dick Larry's being super nice. And he's just making <laughs> jokes. So that's my I, apology. That's how we can open. And let's, I mean, Barrett, you and I've talked about this people undercutting their own compliments, trying to get over it. Larry, I've interrupted you twice. Go ahead. No, this is, it's your show. You do what you need to. I, uh, I, I, no, I appreciate it. It's the same thing that all comics do. Every comedian I know um, feels it necessary to, to uh, deflect because like you said, when you just go, oh, thanks, man. You feel, you do, you feel like you're, you're being egotistical somehow. Yeah. Um, and I do the same thing. And I do, I do it with everything. It uh, doesn't matter if it's, if it's, some type of graphic art or if something that i've built and someone goes that's really nice and i go yeah well let me show you all the things i did wrong let me let me you know <laughs> hey great set yeah but i really should have picked up this punchline i should have tagged this with this and, you know so you know we're not used to genuine well and also 
let's face it as comics we bust each other's balls out of yeah. love and so even if you get a genuine uh compliment there's still that you're waiting for the you know hey great set it's too bad you're ugly or something you know something like that <laughs> you're like yeah yeah you prick all right i love you too you know that's yeah so so it, well while i appreciate it you're right wasn't needed and uh i that's the th- i don't I listen to it. I live it. And then I listen to it while I edit it. So I don't go back and listen to it. But I, while I was listening to it while, while editing, I, uh, I definitely was, was giggling. Cause I was like, he's going to be he's Cause you had mentioned it on the show. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So, I, I think I might've even said, okay, now I need to shut up and then didn't <laughs> shut up. Or maybe I did at some point, but it, uh, is that is that is there any similarity in the music world like someone says great set or wow that solo was awesome do you like ah, i should have switched to b flat or you know or do musicians take compliments better i i won't i don't know all musicians i know i don't i know that i do now but only because somebody actually called me out on it years ago where i somebody said oh that was a great set i said ah i don't know you know, blah, 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 whatever. And they were kind of disappointed. And the person said, you know, when somebody says that to you, you're, it's, it's like basically pre-millennial behavior, right? It is like you say, they say something nice to you and you reject it. And what you're saying is, no, you're dumb. You don't know good music. Yeah. This shit sucked <laughs> what you just saw. And if you actually knew something, you wouldn't have liked this. That's and it's like that's literally insulting. what my wife told me. She said, you're discounting yeah. their opinion and making them feel stupid. So, yeah. yeah, right. And it's like, you know, and and it's a valid point, I think. And so I stopped doing it. You know, I just say thank you. I go really well. Thanks. So, and then I my my kind of go to is. Yeah, thanks. I have a lot of fun or thanks. We really have a lot of fun when we do this. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? And that is honest because we do have a lot of fun. It doesn't mean that there's not a constant voice chasing that fun around telling me that it sucks, right? It's like fun is the, is the little dog and there's a big dog chasing around going, you suck, you suck. And fun is just running in circles. And yeah. it's like, I can just talk about the fun part. I don't have to, to talk about the demons that the fun is running <laughs> from in my head. You know what I mean? Like, they don't need to know that. <laughs> you know, so. Well, I it's think like, it's... Goddamn great way of putting it. And that's uh, what I needed to learn. Like I've I've gotten a lot better of doing that, doing that after shows where someone just walks by great show. Thanks. Great show. Thanks. And, and I hadn't stumbled like I did on Larry's show, but I think it was also because I think there's a difference between Larry trying to tell a genuine story, which takes a couple minutes and I have to sit there like, He's saying nice things about me as opposed to just like nice show, nice show that I can just, you know, I can just fire back. Thanks. 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 Even if in the back of my head, I'm thinking, fuck that joke up, you know, like, Uh so I think, yeah, but I, I, the nice thing about it is I, as cringeworthy as it was, I'm, I, I'm better at not beating myself up over it. It was just a great learning moment. And I'll say this as a, <laughs> as an insult to Larry, thank God I learned it on your show and not the Colbert Report or something like that. Colbert <laughs> Report doesn't exist anymore. But like, if I ever somehow dumb fucked my way into a, a a big show, my God, the 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 national embarrassment. So 
I, I apologize to you, but I, I thank thing. you for affording me the opportunity yeah. to fail on such a, on such a level. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm happy. I'm always happy to help in, in that, in that vein, you know, I'm, I am uh, the, the tiniest podcast on a, on, on NPR. So I, you know, I'm, I'm training wheels. I'm just training wheels for somebody that actually matters. <laughs> and and training wheels for yourself you do that there and then you move to somewhere else too right and then you become the biggest show on illinois public radio yes right. yeah and then um, and then from there you know maybe uh, a show at uh, 11 p.m on pbs yes let not talk about the big time yeah now, um let me ask you this i looked up a, i looked up a guy today who had the name larry smith yeah, the hell with that guy. And he was a comedian and he made a joke about weed and cologne. But he didn't look like you. He looked okay. like he could be your dad. <laughs> um, so I'm hoping it wasn't you. <laughs> and now I just said something really fucked up. Barrett was trying to do his research and ended up. Uh, yeah, I guess what I mean, he's trying to say is, you need a senior or a junior at either the beginning at, at some point uh, in your name, so you really pop as the Larry Smith, or oh, yeah. that, that could actually yeah. be the Larry Smith, comma comedian. Yeah, because yeah. there's a couple. Like I looked up one, and there's only, and I was like, oh, here's a guy, Larry Smith, and I looked him up, and I said, oh, he's kind of funny. It's it's fun enough. Like I can see this. Could, this would be fun. You oh, know. Fuck uh, um. But I'm actually secretly glad that it's not you and you're you're who you are. Well, <laughs> same because I've I, no offense to the other Larry Smith, but he can get fucked. Uh, I can say that, right? <laughs> of course you can. Excellent. Um, no, I, we don't have uh, public radio standards to live down to. Well, <laughs> absolutely. Well, and that's I told you I'm the I'm the only podcast that I tell them make sure that the word explicit is next to it because I refuse to tell my, my episode. <laughs> well i didn't swear you didn't i didn't even notice that i pointed it out at the end i said and you don't even have to mark this one as explicit right yeah you did and see that's why i maybe should listen to them even after i've edited them <laughs> i just i just i after living it and then listening to it again to to make sure the sound is right and i don't need to make any cuts um i can't stand the sound of my own voice anymore um yeah anybody that's put together now well let's let's discuss that let's let's talk about your show for a quick second sure um how did you transition from and not saying that you aren't a comedian anymore but you're a comedian and you went hmm let's do more and you have a podcast a show on illinois public radio which how it, what, what was the process well um so the it's under two different networks so it's uh, it's the front row network um, is a podcast network that has a ton of shows and they had approached me um, at the same time that NPR Illinois had approached them and said, Hey, we're about to partner up with NPR so we can get more coverage and we would like you to do something for us. And at the time this was 2000 well, mid now it was late 2019 and I was like, great. It was just about to get fun. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, I my calendar was looking great. Um, and I was like, I, I can't give a lot of, of a time commitment. But they're like, you know what? Maybe how about one show every other month? 
And I was like, cool. And they're like, and I said, how about we do it as a live show? And, you know, okay. And so the idea was essentially a meaningless game show and like literally meaningless. Um, the prize was going to be whatever, uh, whatever I found interesting and or funny. Or at, in your pocket. Exactly. <laughs> at, at dollar, dollar general, family dollar, or the dollar store. I was going to go in, find the thing that made me go, ha <laughs> ha that's that's dumb as hell let's bring it in um and we were going to it's going to be audience participation and um so the audience would provide two characters fictional non-fiction um what have you just two names of famous people people famous enough that you would know who they are the and then we would have four debaters um the audience would also excuse me provide a just some banal activity um the best thing i could think of when i was pitching the show was you know the the first two debaters pull the names and then i pulled the activity and the names would be like john wick versus john mcclain in an omelet making contest (laughs) go and so they would get you know a time limit and they would go back and forth um and then whoever the audience felt one we get to go to the to the winner's circle and the loser would get to go to the heckler's box and then um the next two debaters would come up same deal uh different people different activity and then the two winners would have a longer debate while i moderated and the two losers get to heckle them from the sidelines (laughs) um and so we had this all set up we had figured it all out um we had the first show scheduled (laughs) the first show scheduled was going to be for march 17th of 2020 march 14th however Uh uh-huh and so um we were like okay we'll push it off a couple weeks and then that went well let's push it off a month (laughs) so now we're six weeks out and uh the network came back to me and went all right um figure something else out we need you to do a show uh you've got the slot we've got the time so do something and so i i love talking to people about uh, one i just like talking to people i like listening to them i like listening to their stories i like finding out things about people um but i also love people like the weird things that people hate and I really love the weird things that people love. And so I, that was, I came back. I was like, here's the idea for the show. Just me talking to somebody for the first half. Um, and I'll only get to ask, you know, maybe a third of the questions that I really want to ask in that first half hour to 40 minutes. And then we'll finish out the show with hates and loves. And um, they were like, yep, go start getting people recorded. And it went from there. And I, it's, <laughs> It's been a, I don't know, it's, it's been a fun show to do. Um, we are now that things are opening back up and we know how to do things safely. Uh, we're talking about doing some, some live shows again. So we're. What about we're the gonna... original idea? What about bringing that back? Because John Wick versus John McClane and Omelette May, I, that made me laugh. I, I like the idea of the show you pitched. I mean, oh, you yeah. could have two shows on the network. You'd have the show you have and your original idea, which any talk of that? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. We're we're talking now about bringing it back and just 
doing the the original live show like maybe do it again once a quarter once every other month um and and just putting it under the the just putting it in my show Mm -hmm. so it would just it would still be convince me um because i still think i love the the name um and ultimately as the host for the live show you um even if the audience some i I said i reserve the right to tell the audience when they're wrong so (laughs) even if they are like no this guy won i'll be like "Mm, did they i don't overruled yeah yeah like a judge when a judge throws out a verdict or a settlement exactly i comes back and says uh uh we we the we the jury find the judge goes oh thanks Mm, disagree bam doesn't happen often but it can happen this looks like a a real larry the cable guy kind of crowd and obviously your opinion is wrong so i'm going to (laughs) award this person uh, so oh yeah we were we're definitely bringing the uh the the original concept back um it's just now it's it's refiguring the the logistics of that and but it's coming and uh i can't wait to do it in fact one of the things i wanted to do is like if do it at, like on a sunday so like if comics are traveling on their and we're right here on off the interstate, uh, right here in the state capital. So if they're traveling one way or the other, just have them, you know, come by and and record an episode. And uh, so, yeah, it was it was a big concept had to get whittled down. But now we're we're going back to the original. Well, now, <clears throat> other than Nathan, obviously, who's the most fun person you've had on? um like the like they're not even most fun the one that you enjoyed the most or unless you can't really say without offending people i, I don't think i don't think anyone's going to be uh listening to this show so it's fine i can say whatever <laughs> i want <laughs> no, um i've uh, i'll tell you jesse david i'll Fox. post it on uh facebook and be like why does larry keep untagging himself he doesn't want another <laughs> profile son of a don't come listen on. to this don't, don't don't listen i said okay sorry what were you who are you gonna uh, no, Jesse David Fox um, of Vulture. He was he was a lot of fun to talk to, um, and uh, Lana Love, who is a, um, a singer songwriter. I was gonna say uh, sounds like a porn star, but I'm that is a, I, that's why I always have to follow it up with Lana Love, singer songwriter. Yeah, um, she was she was a lot of fun. It was one that was one where I didn't the representation came to to the network and said, Hey, we'd love if you would interview this person, have them on a show. And everyone that, you know, does a show is like, I don't know if that really fits me. And I was like, I'm the Island of misfit toys. That's (laughs) people like that. When you are like, when the network's like, I don't know where they go. I'm like, they go here. I love talking to to people. Um, She was a great interview. Uh, Rena calm. She and I had a blast. Um, I know the name. Why do I know her name? She, uh, yeah, she's a comic. Okay. Um, let's see who else. Uh, just talked to Ben Sheehan, of uh, who was a producer for Funny or Die, and has written a couple books now. He was he was a good conversation. It was fun, um, but he was a real good conversation because he he had written a book about um, <laughs> written a book geared towards adults called uh, 
OMG, what the fuck does the Constitution even say anyway? Um, and then he wrote one geared towards kids that just is what does the Constitution actually say? And so we were discussing that with him and very smart guy. Um, had some really insightful opinions. It was a lot of it was a, what did you what did you well, learn? I was just gonna say, what oh. does the Constitution say? Yes. Uh, I learned that I don't know uh, Jack or shit about the Constitution. I thought that I knew stuff. I thought that I had um, an informed opinion. And then getting done talking to him, I was like, I, I know nothing. I know nothing. And I need to finish reading his book. America in a nutshell, uninformed opinions. Yes. You know, that should that should be the name of our podcast right there. God uninformed damn it. opinions. I might write that down. I mean, we've we already could, changed our could, name once. And we could change it again. We're not so far along that the branding is going to really <laughs> so hurt us. But what am I going to do with all these visors? <laughs> yeah. The T-shirts. No, the, the artificially intelligent podcast. This is a very true story. Uh, buddy Mike came up with it and said, Hey, because we were searching for a name. And I said, Oh, I like that. And Barrett said, Oh, I like that. And then I did this thing. Uh, maybe you've heard of it. I went on Google. I Googled it and mm-hmm. nothing came up. And Mike Googled it and said, Yeah, nothing came up. So we went with it. And I went to put it on Spotify and like 10 versions came up. I'm like, the fuck google how did you fail me so hard i'm not a moron i didn't just throw this out there i searched to see if it existed and it didn't until we existed and then it was everywhere so same with convince me convince me we looked and we're like because i had thrown like several names out convince me was not out there and then we went to post and all of a sudden there were like three different shows called convince me which is why my show is officially convince me with larry smith yep God damn it. I don't know how that happens, but it happened. Ed, because uh, technology is a cruel mistress that loves to watch. Look, I mean, look at my freaking screen. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, this had happened before. And actually, this popped up uh, the day that I was interviewing Ben Sheehan. And I was like, hey, sorry. And he was like, no, that's hilarious. We're, I'm good with it. it I cool. enjoy it. Yeah. It, it, like I said, it makes you pop. Everyone's yeah, going to be watching you. They're not going to be watching mm-hmm. uh, Barrett or I like yeah. They want to see the green guy. Yeah. What, <laughs> why does the hobo look so sick? <laughs> is, he, is he auditioning for Green Lantern 2? They yeah. really went in a different direction after Ryan Runnels. They, they said, uh, Ryan, yeah. they just put the, the, he wore a bodysuit and they added the suit in CGI. With, the, with Larry, they'll have to do like a a uh, green screen and then you know get rid of the body and cgi yeah <laughs> good lord all right so what did you learn about the constitution like if, if if you weren't drinking on the on your show you only do you drink on your show or do you only drink on other people's shows um no, i drank on his when i was on it he's being nice for us okay. remember it's just yeah right I'm, okay. I'm having so, water so depending on how much you can remember due to alcohol poisoning um <laughs> don't drink that i mean I do. Yeah. okay but like depending like what would you say the misconceptions of what people believe the constitution say versus what it actually says well i'm going to say that i didn't write the book Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um i retain very little information um unless no, that's a great is- answer because when barrett was asking me, i'm sitting here i was in my head thinking like 
So this is sort of like, uh, hey, a friend of a friend said, it's uh-huh. like, literally, that's, that's what I was thinking is like, well, Larry did, I, I had the active thought, Larry didn't write the book, but. Uh, <laughs> well, um, I mean, those are the questions I would have asked, I guess. Well, I'm sure he did. And then like, right. I mean, right. I read something and go, wow, that's really insightful. Right. And the next day someone might ask me and I'll go. Uh, but you don't fuck, drink don't... or smoke weed. How is that possible? I'm dumb as fuck. That's how. <laughs> yeah, right. but you're so pretty. <laughs> It's like I, daddy, uh, daddy always said, I didn't have to be good at math as long as I stayed pretty. <laughs> it is funny. Like I read so many books and if someone asks me what it's about. I'll go. Uh, but if they give me like a sentence or like the cover, I'll go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I can just give them everything. But off the top of my head, uh, nothing. Yeah, all, I, all I need is like a little nudge with everything. I just I just need a nudge. And it's all up there somewhere. I just can't. Uh, Get, get I out. just wasn't expecting a quiz tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, that's the the other name we were searching for yeah. for a quiz tonight. That would be the yeah. the second podcast. <laughs> we bring on a guest and then we ask them shit they don't know. <laughs> that's well, the point. I and I admit um, that I don't know shit. So <laughs> that's funny. Well, I mean, I'm just curious because, like, I I don't know a lot about the Constitution. I don't know a lot about a lot of that stuff i've read most of it like in grammar school or whatever and i've pretended to revisit it as an adult right like i'll look at it for a day and be like oh yeah i'll read it well yeah this i should really get into this and (laughs) you know life takes over and i don't right but i am curious because like i have the distinct feeling that people use the constitution and laws and things like that in ways that if they actually knew what they were doing, they wouldn't do these things. That's my general yeah. understanding. That's so. well. I, I I think that like, oh fuck, I can't remember it. It's some asshole like uh, uh, Ted Cruz or um, oh, who's that cunt from Kentucky? Um, Mitch McConnell. No, the one with the <laughs> shit hair that, whose neighbor kicks his ass uh, with the oh, asshole. Oh, uh, uh, Rand Paul. Paul. Rand Paul. Yeah. Rand Paul. Yeah. I, one of those. Uh, fuckheads carries like a pocket constitution with them at all times and they like to whip it out and go see it but i get the sense when anybody does that that they really don't know what it says that they just it reminds me of and i'm going off track here kind of but it reminds me of uh the famous stephen colbert interview where he sat down with a it was a better no district and he sat down with a, a congressional uh, representative and the guy was fighting to have the 10 commandments put outside a, a court building or a, a state building and he said oh the 10 commandments are perfect everybody should know them and steve went all right what are the 10 commandments and the guy's like <laughs> thou shall not kill and so colbert just sat there with like three fingers going, mm-hmm, uh-huh, just like just waiting and the guy did not know the answer yeah. and it's just it's just a beautiful anybody anybody listening should look it up right now just i'm i just searched colbert uh 10 commandments congressional something yeah. I, it, just throw oh, a couple God. of words in there but it's, it's and i i i get the yeah. same sense with people that always talk about their constitutional rights it, yeah. it, it reminds me of a greg warren joke greg warren has a joke he, and I'm going to get it wrong, so I'm paraphrasing, but he said, you ever notice that uh, anybody that really talks about it, like, well, I pay my taxes. Yeah, they usually mean sales tax. Like <laughs> they, they are under the threshold for paying taxes. So that yeah. It, yeah. that's the sense I get from constitutional um, 
Oh, I'm trying to think of a porn reference. People that get erections over the Constitution, I don't think they really <laughs> know what it what's in it. It's the same. It's I would. I'm guessing the Venn diagram of people who quote the Constitution or think they're quoting the Constitution, and people who think they're quoting the Bible overlaps. Quite. It might actually just be a perfect circle. Yeah. I. Uh, and quite honestly, there was. I we did get into some discussions of things where I was like, oh wow, I didn't. I didn't understand that or I didn't know that, but I'll be honest. I, if you want to hear those tune into convince me with Larry Smith on NPR, <laughs> Illinois. Uh, that's, that's the, but I think that's a lot of life is, is yes. absorbing um, information. It's the retention of it. That's really yeah. difficult retaining information. Hmm. Yeah. Well, when yeah. I was in high school, I memorized uh, I memorized Planck's quantum theory because I thought that if I memorized it, I would understand it. Guess fucking what? <laughs> nope. Nope. I didn't understand <laughs> Planck's quantum theory, but I could quote it and make myself sound smart. Hmm? I'm guessing that a lot of these guys with their pocket constitutions or can say, well, it technically says this in the second amendment and blah, blah, blah. Well, you don't really know. You don't really know what it's saying. You don't know how to apply it. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a difference between rote memorization and ability to, to uh, apply that, that information. Um, and I, admittedly, whether it be the constitution or Planck's quantum theory, I got nothing. So. Well, it's funny. You made me, when you said uh, that about high school, you made, you reminded me of college, which uh, I don't think of ever. Um, <laughs> but I, I remember um, when I got into higher level courses, like the, the hundred level courses, you're like, Holy fuck, really? I'm paying for this. But <laughs> I took uh five, six or 700 level, like right before you're about to graduate a level course of Buddhism and I wrote a huge paper on it. And I just remember going, wow, Buddhism's fucking insane. This, I, I read all these books and I, and I just, I was filled with Buddhism. I didn't convert or anything, but I just, I, it was, I was very, very knowledgeable. I, I actually understood it. I couldn't just regurgitate. And then I would say five years later, I was like, huh, remember when I went through that Buddhism phase? weird and i could i couldn't tell you a goddamn thing now not a fucking thing but it's it's funny if you if you immerse yourself in any world you can pick shit up it's just yeah you have to stay in that world otherwise it just fades yeah yeah i mean well, i wonder no you first no go ahead go ahead well i was gonna go back to something you said <clears throat> you know because I, I nathan and i talk about this a lot we're like you know we're all artists right so we're all and you guys are comedians do you guys prefer comedian or comic do you care i okay. i've never been asked that i've never even thought it all right um well you know because like there are some assholes out there that want to make that distinction between comedian right. and comic really i've never oh, run yeah. it thankfully <laughs> never run into them knock knock on wood oh yeah yeah, yeah. seriously uh, yeah there's apparently oh. some uh, my wife uh, was on an airplane and they, they, they bumped her up to first class and she sat next to Wayne Brady and yeah. she said, uh, oh, my husband's a comedian, too. And he did not talk to her the rest of the flight. He just went, I am an entertainer. 
and that was it. And their <laughs> conversation was done. Like she, he was so offended by being called a comedian. He's like, I'm an entertainer. Like, well, you're a dick, oh, but you know. <laughs> well, Wayne Brady almost choked a bitch. I guess that's. <laughs> Thank you. I quote Chappelle's show from. <laughs> and you gotta call a Nathan's wife a bitch. Jesus. I didn't take it that way. I took it as a <laughs> no, quote. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I took it as a as a, as a direct quote. I don't take quotes personally. I, I take them kidding. as moments of opportunity. I'm kidding. But <laughs> that's funny. Um. Well, <laughs> I realize that you guys, being in the profession that you're in there's a lot of this for you guys too, I would imagine. But like, I feel like there's a, for me, I'm not a comic, but my, my humor tends to be self-depreciating. Right. And I feel like many of the things that I've done in my life have been to counteract that. Right. So like Nathan, I'll joke, like I'll say things like I dined out on my diagnosis for a decade because like I dined out on knowing what was wrong with me, but not fixing it per se, if that makes any sense, you know, and I feel like when I I took that and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go through, I decided to become a minimalist which when you look at my guitar rack, you can see I obviously have succeeded. But, <laughs> um, but what I realized when I was going through my bookshelf is that half the books I had were really there just so that if people saw them, they made me look smart. Not because I was ever going to read them. They're like those books, there's like a list of 100 books that, oh, I'm going to read that one day. Or I've read the back cover or done what Nathan calls when he talks about people who just read the headlines of articles like i did i read the back cover so it's better than a headline but not much more maybe the inside flap also but not much more than that but like once i started getting rid of all those books that i was never going to read that were just designed to make me look smart i stopped owning records or albums i mean obviously spotify and shit i was gonna say mp3s took care of that shit right but like you stop owning shit that like one day you're going to listen to and stop collecting information that is really just designed to make me feel smarter than other people Ooh, you know i like, like where you took that, that. i was wondering was, where you're going i like where like, you, that was that was yeah. that neat well, but like but it's all connected so like i wonder like i know when you're in college you're doing this and we're talking about all these things like you're memorizing these theories and stuff and yeah it makes you sound smart when you're talking to other people but it's kind of like other than that what's the point of it right and I wonder how, when I start to look around in my room, in my life, when you say things like that, I'm like, God damn it. I still do have a lot of, what is it? Planck's theory? <laughs> yeah, Planck's quantum theory. But I have a lot of Planck's quantum theory around here. <laughs> like, you know, like shit that like, <laughs> if you ask me about it, I can tell you about it. As long as you know less than I do. Like, right. as long as you know less than this much, I'm going to see my you. Right? But, and since most people know, I don't even know who Plank is. See? So when you say Plank Quantum Theory, I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. So you could literally be like, oh, well, Plank Quantum Theory. And you could explain it. And I still wouldn't understand. But yeah. I would go, oh, I get it. Just so I wouldn't feel stupid, I wouldn't tell you that I don't understand, and you could leave the conversation knowing full well that you know things I don't know. And I have a lot of information like that in my head that is, I don't think it's specifically designed for that, but I think that's what I use it for. 
That's goddamn interesting. Yeah, I I actually I was going to say that uh, if you want to become a minimalist, just move more because I gave up a ton of like if it did fit my car when I moved to Los Angeles, it didn't come with me. And if it did fit in my car when I left, it didn't come with me. And uh, yeah, I still especially with books, with books, I do a purge every year and I look and I go, fuck, I remember reading that in college because I had full bookshelves because I was an English major. So I read all my books. But yeah. why I held on to them? Because I would look at it and go, I'm, I'm not going to read this again. I really like it. Why is it on my shelf? Because of what Barrett said. Oh, because there's that sort of snooty, snotty, I read this important book once feeling that haughtiness. And uh, once I wanted oh. to step down off that pedestal, I just, I'm like, I'm, I, and now I own a home. I, I, I'll never move again. Knock on wood. And, and, <laughs> I, I could start hoarding, but I, I choose not to. I choose to, to yeah. purge more than, than ever. Yeah. We've I, done I, a couple purges. Um, and because we, again, the same thing with the, uh, my wife and I both love to read. We both had, when, when we moved in together, we both had piles of books, crates of books, because we were, both of us had this weird, well, I liked this book. I may want to reread it. So we'll keep this. We ended up with like, at one point we had three copies of, of brave new world. We had, we, I mean, we, we ended up like doubling and tripling up on books because we had the, the same book. And, and, and then we went through a purge where we just are looking at these books going, we just have this. We'll never read it again, but it's up there because it's a classic. Yeah. And now there's books uh, that are, we keep around just because now we have the full set. You know, it's like, <laughs> this is a fun fiction series and we have all of them. And I might, because they're a quick read, I may one day go back through them and read them again. Um, now it's, it, we keep stuff around for, for the pleasure of it. Or for me, if it's got a really, if it's got really cool cover art, I like to, I like to keep that stuff around. I uh, just because I can look at it and be like, that's rad. Or I get excited and show other other art geeks and be like, hey, see this? Like it's very rare. So that's funny because I talk about doing book book purges, do the same goddamn thing. Like I have kept the books that either I really think I'll read again or I have read multiple times. And that does not mean they're classics. Like uh yeah. Stephen King's It is the only Stephen King book I kept. And for a while, I was reading it once every couple of years. I haven't, in, because every time I would read it, I would get to the end and I would either be okay with the stupid turtle spider ending, or I would just be like, Jesus, fuck, dude, could you have laid off the coke for at least a week and written a decent <laughs> ending? Because it's such a good book up until the fucking end, where either, depending on the mood you're in, it's like acceptable or just garbage. But yeah, now that's that's what's on my shelves are books I've read a couple times or just sort of just sort of like like comfort books no longer do i have the Mm -hmm. important books well you say comfort book sometimes i'll pick up a book and read it for a few chapters a book that i've read multiple times and i might just thumb through and hit it like the middle of it read a few chapters it's just it's like it it is it's like comfort food it's like it's like getting a little little taste of ice cream uh, at the end of a of a day and being like all right well that was good enough and that put took me back to a, a a spot in my life where I was, you know, I, I was happy in the or, closet with my uncle. And he said, here's the ice cream. Don't tell anyone. 
there was good ice cream. Yeah. Oh, wait, was that a repressed <laughs> memory? Sorry. Uh. <laughs> it's it wasn't repressed. Um. It took Barrett a second to realize what I was doing. <laughs> no, I knew what you were doing because you know, you're... and I didn't approve. <laughs> You went to the summer camp for boys who are about to be molested, right? Yeah. Do you know, joke. Do you know that guy? See, mm-hmm. these are. Uh, Is that the other Larry Smith? No, although he had a funny joke. He did have his joke. The ones that, that, that like? I found, there was one that I found that was like amusing, where he he's talking about weed versus alcohol, and he walked into a bar and he smelled like weed, and one of his friends who was drinking a bunch gave him shit about it, and he said. Uh, you wear the you wear the cologne to attract the women you want. I wear the cologne to attract the kind of women I want. Yeah, and a, I was like, "That's pretty fucking it's funny." A goddamn good line. I was yeah, like, that, I I was like that. that's some funny shit right there. I was like, "That's pretty fucking accurate," you know. But it, it's funny because it ties back into the books because half the books that I would say that were on my shelf were not designed. They were designed to stimulate. A woman's curiosity about me. a certain kind of woman yes right and so like the books that i would have would be books that were cool and interesting but arguably books i thought the women i would like would be impressed by more so than anything else and i can't tell you how many sydney sheldon books i've had to read because of this i'm kidding i've only read four <laughs> i don't know who sydney sheldon is <laughs> and you're better man because of it <laughs> I'll tell you this story really quick. You just made me think of this and I got caught quietly because my wife is on the other side of the door. I've told this story before, so she doesn't so she care. Does, she doesn't watch this? No. Good God. <laughs> it's something involving me. Why would she take an interest in it? Um, she gets enough of that. Yeah. Um, she, yeah, she, she's, she's the only one in the house right now that doesn't have COVID. So she's quarantining in the basement, but then I had to come down here to, to do this. But it started like, uh, very quickly I was, uh, my daughter caught covid somewhere and then i got it and then my son tested positive but before my son tested positive it was like okay my daughter lives in a room i go in the basement and then my son and wife get the but then once it was like up oh, three against one you're in the basement sweetie so now we <laughs> rule the house because she hasn't tested positive positive <laughs> so the whole point is she's on the other side of the door um when i when i went to her uh place for the first time um <laughs> it's funny she was definitely not trying to attract anyone because her bookshelf uh and i don't remember any of the books but as as i put it when i wrote about it the, the titles were like so you just got dumped you're gonna die alone uh cats how many do you need and i'm just looking at her bookshelf going oh shit you know like she <laughs> it was like just a bookshelf of relationship troubles and i'm like hmm, well maybe she's learn something from these books and will be a good catch you know like and that's how it turned out is this the books did something i guess because i fell for her i fell for her heart i love you sweetie if she is watching or, and see i sweetie if she's hearing i had uh i i get it i i had books that i thought well this will make me look interesting when i bring yeah. a woman over but what i had them on was a plastic shelf that i got from walmart <laughs> Uh, under underneath a uh, a stolen <laughs> dip sign from the and uh, it near my my Blues Brothers poster because you know that's cool Blues Brothers poster is cool yeah yeah, yeah but uh, you know it it that's I was like yeah this will make me 
this will make me look cool. Is yeah. chicks will dig this. It's like <laughs> you're barely a grown up. You've got you might as well just be using milk crates, which I still have. Oh, I uh, love milk crates. I got oh, shit on back in my corner. See, I had the rever- I had all my English literature books, so I think they would just come over and blank. It just I think they're I'd be, be blunt. I think the pussies would dry up because just boring. Like <laughs> you, know. you, can, you can like feel it. You, it's like oh. you. You like hear the suction noise when they walk yeah. and look at it. It's like, <laughs> come on, daddy, conjugate this verb. Yeah, no, not that kind of English. like like old dead oh, English I... poets and stuff like that. Like just dry literature or Shakespeare. He's that dead guy. Like, yeah, that, <laughs> that's awesome. That's Shakespeare is how uh, my wife and I met. Actually, really, um, I th- I think I I told you I did a lot of theater. Yeah. Um, and I uh, was since I, and this was not a pretentious thing or a, a poser thing. I fell in love with Shakespeare when I was like 10 and um, would check out the annotated Shakespeare's from my lo- local library. Um, and to the point where if I needed to, I could just call them and say, hey, can you renew these books? Because they're like, no one else is checking these out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so I, I, I loved, I loved Shakespeare. Um, and I I loved the, the playing of with of language. And I loved, um, just the, the different genres of, of writing that, that, that they delved into. I know there's theories about. Yeah. Who actually wrote them? Yeah. Um, so we uh, were actually in As You Like It together. And I played, as you do in, in Shakespeare, unless you're one of the main characters, I played a couple different roles. Um, I was kind of a last minute addition. The The directors had grabbed me and said, hey, because I just come off a run of Camelot. Um, and they said, hey, we need, we need a Charles the Wrestler and we need a William uh, who is William's the simple country lad. So, you know, typecasting um, <laughs> and uh, being the, the stout, the stout gentleman uh, that I am, um, they could not because in the original writing, oh God, I'm dorking it up. Uh, but in the original concept, William was supposed to be afraid of Touchstone, the clown Touchstone was supposed to be intimidating. Well, the directors were like, how do we make, how do we make that work? And we were, so they decided that instead uh, touchstone who ultimately is just in love with himself uh even though he's trying to steal audrey the the country girl uh who william is in love with uh touchstone goes up stage to essentially deliver all of these insults to william and um i had the brilliant idea of because they were like we need audrey to try to hold you back and i was like well that's not gonna work so they're like, well, well it, you- it can, but it's called acting. Oh, uh, I can't break free of your grip. <laughs> yeah. It, it, so they're like, you guys figure it out. And so we um, we started with me just picking her up and moving her to the side. And then she, I was like, so she was like, what do I do from there? I was like, I don't know. Probably had a jump on my back. Oh, no, I just had a flash. Do that kid thing your kids do. Just sit down on your foot and grab. So that you well, she she if she, she had actually said that the, the 
dress that she was wearing she was like i would totally do that but i would totally flash my beef to the audience so no we're not we're not going to do that i was like good call so yeah she just she said flash my beef that's when you fell in love it was (laughs) (laughs) like like i already have one of those i like those i've never seen one can you show it to me (laughs) i'll stay over across the room instead Uh, of flashing the audience could you flash me (laughs) (laughs) no sorry it was shakespeare Perchance might a fellow see thy beeve. <laughs> oh, oh, soft and, and fluffy beeve. Please doth flash it towards my face. Oh, I shall give it a, a saucy glance and then forevermore no longer speak of it. And in my dream. Please doth rest it upon my face. Sit on my face and tell, <laughs> tell me, that me that you, that you love, love me. me. I'll sit on your face, face and tell until you, you I love you, you too. too. Black love people don't know Monty Python. You moralize when I'm between, when between your thighs. You blow me you blow away. Me away. Yep. Okay. Uh, are we going to get pulled for copyright on that? No, not if we sing it. If we play it, then then we get pulled. Gotcha. If we perform it, then it's just a, maybe we have to pay a penalty, penny, a fraction of a penny in royalties. But that okay. way. Excellent. Excellent. Especially not as off key as I was. <laughs> I thought I thought we did great. Hmm. I thought it was really nice. Harmony. Thank you. Ah, see? See what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> I took the anyway. So she's on your back, flashing the audience. That's what I heard anyway. Yeah, pretty much. That was it. And then uh, we just kind of, from that point, we were just like, "Dang it, um, we didn't want to like each other. Um, we <laughs> really we did. did. We did not want to like each other. Um, but then we wound up. Now it's over a decade later, and and here we are." She's still putting up with me. And occasionally she jumps on my back and flashes her beef. So <laughs> to various passersby. I, you know what? We got to keep it fresh somehow. If you're in the Target or the Walmart. Yay. That'll do it. <laughs> the Target or the Walmart. Sometimes at Aldi's. But so, only only in the miscellaneous items aisle. Because that's where it's yeah. acceptable. You can do anything there. Yeah. Let's go sideways with the conversation because you made me think of something with uh, regarding Shakespeare when uh, your show got canceled and uh, March 14th hit in 2020 and everything shut down. Um, I decided to do something I hadn't done before. I had read a lot of Shakespeare, but I've had the complete works of Shakespeare forever since college. That's one of the books that I did not get rid of because occasionally I would go back and revisit my favorite plays. When COVID started, I said, and I think Barrett and I talked about this, maybe. I said, I'm going to read the complete works of Shakespeare. That's what I'm going to do with my time in quarantine and as everything shut down. And spoiler alert, I didn't do it because what I discovered was, holy shit, Shakespeare wrote some shit, just some stinkers. (laughs) And what people remember or talk about are Macbeth, Hamlet, for some reason, Romeo and Juliet, which I never liked even as a kid. But I just thought it was funny, like with distance and time, it creates legends. Um, you know, Warrant is still remembered for cherry pie. It, you know, it's a one hit wonder, but not the breadth of their 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 work. Shakespeare has a handful of fucking greats, but I guess I never realized how boring some of his crap is. And uh-huh. I just, I found that fascinating. It was like this revelation to me because Shakespeare is so lionized that when I actually said, I'm like, 
this is why I didn't read this in college. This is why the professor chose that play instead of this play. It's why Richard III is still known, whereas Richard, for you know, not so much. Or for, you know, like there, there, some of them jump out, and I just found that fascinating. And yeah. it seems like it would be obvious, but yeah. I mean, I think when you look at all <clears throat> most of the art forms, particularly like writing, though, I feel like they talk about it in classical music all the time where a very small percentage of classical composers works get performed every year. And out of those ones they get performed, a very small percentage of that person's work, like we think of Bach and Beethoven and Mozart, but you can probably really only think of, mm, I'll give you three titles per one. You know what I mean? Yeah. That you could actually hum in your head. You know, that you can be like, oh, right, I know this one. You probably know more John Williams than you know, mm -hmm. like probably by a huge factor. Yeah, that's right? true. More and John and Williams, you know, lay people totally. like me, you get them confused. You're like, you know, wait, which one is that? Like you right. you hear a, you hear something right. that you recognize, right. but it doesn't mean you automatically go. That's unless you're, you know, it goes back to where we started with the 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 the, the theorem, the quantum theorem or the Buddhism, where unless you are immersed in that. Yeah. Well, let's go back to where Barrett, you and I were. Barrett and I met at Berkeley College of Music, and because I was seeped in rock and roll, I uh, took history of jazz. And one thing they wanted, they did is for the final exam, they would play a snippet of a song and you had to say, oh, that's Coltrane, Giant Steps. Oh, that's uh, Bitches Brew. And to me, that was fucking difficult because I didn't listen to it. But in retrospect, now that I do listen to the songs, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, that'd be like playing, you know, back in black for a rock you know, and just like, oh, that's ACDC. I mean, it was just like, I paid yeah. fucking money for that. And that's an education. Like, it's just <laughs> a goddamn yeah. tune. It's a goddamn yeah. game show that you get a <laughs> diploma for, which is why I yeah, left these were, getting this my diploma. Also the, this is also the math class where they said, you have a gig that pays $100. You owe your agent 10%. What is that? That was math <laughs> class also. You know what I mean? You're, you're Except musicians need paper. that. I right. mean, how so many successful musicians do you know that the... never graduated high school and they always get into other, they fucking like athletes, they blow their money because they can't do basic math like yes. that. Right, exactly. But <laughs> Or they have somebody telling them, oh, you've got plenty of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just don't think that that class really helped anybody who got into, like, if I really needed math, the math that I would have used wouldn't have come from that class. So that's what I can say. The yeah. math I would have used would have come from the high school class where I was actually learning math. Not, you know what I mean? At least for me. But I half lost my thought. Shit, I'm not even high or drinking. My God, what is going on? Uh, I've infected you with the, the Timmel stupid. Yeah, man. Sure. <laughs> Maybe I need to start drinking to get high and then it'll come back to me. Yeah, there um, you go. Yeah, you make me think of Tolly. Wait, wait, here it is. It's funky town. Yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, so good. <laughs> Tally, you're the worst character ever. That's yeah. my favorite line from that from that episode. Yes, I yes, know. Yes. Well, I think we're getting sort of close to an hour. Uh, how do we want to wrap this up? before it becomes inorganic because we just had that uh, that awkward burp moment where it's like well, Ooh, somebody say something so the, the so it's not lost but uh 
I just didn't want to interrupt anymore. I would be very curious to know when your show is and is your show available on the interweb? Can can us non-Illinoisans? Oh, absolutely. Um, So it's it's on all podcast platforms. Um, Mm -hmm. So just convince me with Larry Smith um, or you can go to uh, NPR dot org mm-hmm. i think it's nprillinois.org and and look it up there um but yeah you just uh you can just go to any podcast platform uh spotify mm-hmm. or what have you i do have another show i have another podcast mm. that i do with a buddy of mine um mm. called zig and larry ignore a topic um mm. and zig and i have been <laughs> we've been friends for for over 20 years and we uh we started this we just like let's just do something and again during covid everything was shut down and i was like i was like i don't know he goes you just want to do a stupid podcast he's i said sure he goes it's just a chance for us to hang out every week and and have a drink together and chat and catch up and then we'll have a topic that we don't talk about um (laughs) and so we end up like we we'll find something ridiculous to to have a to fall back on if the conversation lulls. Um, but yeah, uh, you just uh, can Google convince me with Larry Smith or Zig and Larry ignore a topic. And uh, also uh, if you want to see me, um, my website is LarrySmithComedy.com. There Ooh. you go. And uh, to my side, antargoodwin.com is where you can find all things uh, bass and guitar related. Um, I, I would say bass, but then I, I stumbled because it was bass guitar for so long. But how many instruments do you play now? I mean, really two, but mm. I could say three. I could say drums, bass, and guitar, but I wouldn't really play drums. Not you know, I play in the while, studio, but... but I wouldn't actually play them on stage. Mm. <laughs> I don't also, Kate. Sorry, oh, no. katiehenrymusic.com because Barrett is the musical director for the Katie Henry Band. New album is coming out Jul- July, January 21st. Got bumped back due to uh, art issues, but cover's been settled. It is, and it's coming out in vinyl. I saw the vinyl, the mock-up Ooh. of the vinyl today. Well, that's cool. Well, that's exciting, you know? Not that and I then a player, but, you know. this goes to what we talked about me being stupid, Barrett has said the name of the album every week for over a month, and yet I can't remember it right now off the top of my head. No, on my way. <laughs> on my way, and the, the instant he says show. it, it's up here going, yeah, you know that. You hear it every week, face. <laughs> um, so the album will be on my way. If you can't wait, High Road is still available on Spotify, Apple Music, all that. That was Katie's uh, first, her debut album. And that was, I had not seen Barrett in 10 years. It's been a good minute. It it was your wedding was the last time I physically saw you. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, her High Road was nominated for, I don't remember what, Outstanding New Artist for a Blues Record. And the ceremony was, uh, took place in Rockford, Illinois. So uh, I drove there to to hang out with him. So if you want to hear an album that was nominated for an award, I don't remember what the award was, but, uh, you know, it was an award nominated album, High Road. And uh, yeah, I can be found at Nathan Timmel dot com. 
book is still getting good reviews. I got a couple more book bloggers sign off and one uh, said, I wish I had written the quote down. I'll, I'll put it up on the graphic for people watching. They can see it, but it's something like, holy shit, what a way to end a chapter or something like that. Or oh, holy <laughs> shit, like actually put uh, the swear word in it. And I'm, I'm, I'm liking when, when they put that, but they said, <laughs> they said that they finished chapter one. Actually, it's the prologue, but uh, they said chapter one. They finished the first chapter, put the book down and just sat there sort of for a moment, like trying to process it. And then picked it up and reread the first chapter. <laughs> Holy shit! What a what what a way you know. And so yeah, they I had them hooked from the get go. So that's we are one hundred available oh, on Amazon. And uh, if you want to see Larry and I in person, we're going to be doing a comedy show together next month in Decatur, really? Illinois. Do you guys ever come out this way? <laughs> no, but I'm uh, going to Anchorage, Alaska in March. Just got that today. So uh, An- Anchorage listeners, uh, nice. hi. Alaska in the winter, that's nice. March is spring. I think anyway, I have some friends up in Anchorage. So I'll I'll, uh, get, I'll get you I'll direct, the kids call the deets. Yeah, do so because <laughs> I'll I'll send Pat and Molly. There Pat is uh he's a he's a what is he, a commander in the Air Force? So that's maybe he can uh, he can drag some of those uh fellows along with him. Well, there you go. And this is this is where people are actually really tuning out. They when when they hear the promo start, they know they've heard everything. They're like, I don't need to hear that. But then now that we're just talking, like, oh yeah, let's let's go Sunday Friday. Like they're like, they're fucking, they can't hit that stop button hard. Well, enough, so. what they they gotta they gotta tune in because we're gonna be talking about sexy sexy stuff. Is what we're gonna be. This is the sexy That's sex. Now see the sexy, if you sex. yeah, three is, guys talking sexy is, sexy stuff. Oh, yeah. Get down in that deep voice. Yeah. Let's talk <laughs> right. about some sexy sexy stuff. Thanks for listening, everyone. Larry, thanks for hanging out with us. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we will. Uh, we'd love to have you back. Um, I, anytime. What, this the the other week we had uh, a transgender guest on who uh, was born male and is transitioning to female, and we told her that we'd love to have her on every few months to discuss the changes and what she's developing and how she's doing. We'd love to have you on every couple of months just to watch you stay the same. I. Well, the various <laughs> stages of beard is yes, what you'll see. That's various... what we'll do. The various stages of beard. All right. Everyone's tuned out by now. Thanks. <laughs> Bye, all. Bye.